Yeah, I think we are gucky. What? I said, I think we're gucky. Gucky? Yeah, that's how you pronounce that, right? G-U-C-C-I, gucky? Yeah, we gucky. Welcome to Ascend into Badness, the worst podcast. That's it. That's we're, we're done. That's the intro. The worst uh, podcast. fuck. I just realized that I need to swap these screens real quick. Um, we're gonna do that. Is that the full and cold open? Is it a one minute cold open? No. No, I will. I'm gonna cut bits and pieces. All okay. right. So... I, I dictated some of the notes. The first, I, I think, like, couple were you. And then later in, uh, later on, you came in while I was cooking. Yeah. And just wrote things that I have not looked at. Um, so I think the first thing to note is that this boy is shaped like a Dorito. Yeah. He's a, a tasty snack. I Don't I, say that. I know. I realized where it was going as soon as I started saying it. And you finished it anyway. I could not finish it. Uh, covered in cheese powder. Um, <laughs> that's a very different movie, but a much better movie. Anyway. Different movie. Yeah, it would be a very different movie. Oh, it would. I thought you said that is a... And I was like, what movie is there where the protagonist is covered in cheese powder? I tell you what, I don't know, but I'm sure it exists. Probably somewhere in Food Fight. If someone can, um... Ah, shit, we could have done Food Fight. (laughs) See, but that one gets objectively funnier the longer we go without doing it, because it's from 2012, despite starting in, like, 2002, um... And, like, if we review it in 22... Have you seen the theory that it's the reason behind Charlie Sheen's cocaine addiction? I have, and I think that's very funny. I kind of fucked up, that. but also... Kind of uh, fucked up that there are only 20 image of Dex, images of Dex.Tective on e621.net. At least as of the last time you checked. At least as of last time, viewers at home, you know what to do. <laughs> Why do they have signs in his face? <laughs> I, I don't want to keep talking about the, the dog from Food Fight. Why are there why are there signs of Kyle's face in the crowd? I don't know. Who made them? How much did they cost? I mean, I guess money money presumably isn't real. His, but presumably his dad. No, I think he just steals all the money from his dad. He just put a fucking class over the magic cards. Yeah, because it was curled as shit and I wanted to flatten it out. Oh, I thought there was water in that. No! Alright, anyway. I read a tweet where someone unironically said people are very smart. It was in reply to some YouTuber who is apparently fat, and it was like... If you're going to be fat and make YouTube videos, you should really have a cartoon uh, avatar or start lifting. <laughs> and and then they went on some unhinged rant about Joe Rogan, which ended with the phrase, fat people are ugly, fit people are very smart. And I like, I thought it might be a meme. And then I hit that line and I'm like, you're either memeing. Or you're saying that unironically, which means that you have zero self-awareness, in which case you're still memeing. Um, 
Anyway, let's talk about where he's definitely fucking that teacher. He is definitely fucking that there teacher. There is a teacher we see for five seconds. They make eye contact. They make reference to all that extra time they've been spending together. Yeah. And then the teacher, like, looks down on him and he's like, mm-hmm. The teacher doesn't actually do that, but he might as well. Um, yeah, it's like... Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that uh, grade I got on the English essay. Yeah, it must be because of all that extra time we spent together over the weekend. And I'm like, uh, nope, do not want this. Over the weekend in my bedroom having sex. Yeah, there are only like a few. Which gets really bad in a few more lines. You'll find out. Oh, right, right, right. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> this is very good and also a hot take. His line deliveries are like Amazon deliveries. Cheap, fast, and no one involved actually cared if it got delivered. And now we're going to skip to the next one because that note was like an Amazon delivery. Cheap, fast, and nobody involved actually cared if it got delivered. I feel attacked. Um, I thought it would be really funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, we're we're gonna skip down and and talk about the thing from the last note yeah, because so, uh, this character is a freshman. Yeah. Um. If so. So by the way, this whole movie is based off of a book. We found that out today. Um. I will be reading the book later. I did actually know it was based on a book. I just didn't think about it. <laughs> I will have to read the book later. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can't just not, but... Um, I Genuinely, I can't imagine that the book is any worse than the film. It is young adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's YA fiction. I mean, most YA fiction movies are the equivalent of their books, though. Like, they're not great. Yeah. I guess there's really not a lot to say about a young adult fiction. Yeah. Um, anyway, what, a, what a rich vein we've tapped into. Here. So the line in the book goes, exactly, it was the last month before the end of the ninth grade. Wild. This kid's shaped like a fucking Dorito. Yeah. I'm supposed yeah, to believe he he's 14. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that, like, the cover of the book is not much different. Um, I think it's just a rose, a white rose. That's way better. Um, anyway, neither of the main characters have moms. We found that out, too. This is a Disney movie, is, is what the note says. Yeah, I... It's just, like, a tradition for Disney characters to not have moms. And I don't think I've ever seen a case where uh, both of the main characters only had a dad. Because, like, there are so many tropes involving the main character's parents. And... Princess on the Frog, the main character, only has a mom. Yeah, that's... See, that's what I was going to get at, is sometimes they go with the the one character only has a dad, and the other only has a mom. And then, and then they, they get Brady together. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like the parent trap. Yeah. I never watched that Wait. movie past the camp scene when I was a kid. Wait, that's not what the parent trap is. Oh, yeah. Because they're identical twins, and their parents are about to get a divorce, and then they trick them into fucking. Um, oh, wait, no, 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 they, no, they already places. are divorced. Yeah, they, they swap places to trick their parents into fucking. Yeah, so it is the par- So it is like the parent trap. Uh, wait. 
I'm gonna go with a tentative no on this one. Just just a tentative no. We I mean either way maybe. divorced mom and dad end up fucking it doesn't matter if they were married before. You gotta you gotta get you have to be married to get divorced. Y- yes. Uh, anyway <laughs> put that stick that one in your juice box and suck on it. <laughs> and embrace the suck. <laughs> Um, the ADR is really bad in this movie. I don't even know what that is. So, yeah, ADR stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement, uh, and it is the process of having the actors actually do the voices, because you don't usually use the voices you capture on set. Um, and we only know that the ADR is bad, uh, because you mentioned today that the lip syncing is not always uh, good. Maybe I was just tripping balls, but I swear that the words did not match the mouth flaps. Almost certainly. And that's actually why I cannot watch dubbed reality. Uh, yes. Um, based on a book, we already went over that, but that's ironic considering the main character can't read. That's my new uh, <laughs> hot fan theory is that Kyle just can't read, which is why he gets thrown a book and he's like, no thanks. <laughs> and then also but he, he writes later. He also stalks a girl to a bookstore, <laughs> rescues her taking a book out of her pocket and <laughs> setting it under her head like he can't read. I, that's <laughs> But he writes later. You don't have to be able to read to write. No? (laughs) I mean, not technically. In fact, I think quite the opposite is true. Oh, good. My voice is just, like, having glitches. It's great. Um, Apparently, the setup for the book is way better. I read it aloud. Apparently, you thought it was better. I did not think that the setup... Oh, the the scene is different. Yeah, I, I just... I thought the scene for setting up, like, what was going on was better. Just because it wasn't the president of the Green Committee. It was, like, being part of the planning committee for a spring dance or something. And it's like... No, no, um... <clears throat> He was just on the ballot for the spring dance prom fuck king bitch. Oh, I see. And his friend, like, tapped him on the shoulder. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, that doesn't make the... That doesn't make the thing any better. Yeah. It's Uh, still bad. Almost certainly. um, You're gonna read the book. I'm not. I can't read. (laughs) Um, I needed to write this down. This is a line from the film Word for Word, and I just think about it a lot. You bought that I'd hook up with you? The self-mutilated Frankenskank that publicly humiliated me and almost cost me the election? No dice, sunshine. Oh god, you're quoting it already. (laughs) Yup. Someone got paid to write that. Someone did get paid. Speaking of money and this movie, this film costs $17 million, which is, for reference, $1 million more than Moonrise Kingdom, which I have not seen, but I know for a fact it is critically acclaimed. That is also $17, more million, um, $17 million more dollars than my net worth. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it's, wait, it's did also, my magic um, get included in my net worth? Possibly. Corvold might give me, like, $5 to my net worth. Thanks, Prosh. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, oh, that's also um, $18 million more million than it costs to make Cool Cat. Um, Wait, Cool Cat had a million-dollar budget? 
Do the math again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. It was a math joke. <laughs> it actually cost Derek Savage a million dollars to make Cool Cat. And I don't know if that's true. So, Derek, if you're listening, once again, why? And also, hello. And also, please don't sue me. And also, I saw your spread. <clears throat> Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you're coughing and gap like, woof. Because there's shit in my throat. Um, anyway, uh, the fact that Kyle still expected his dad to stay after he literally didn't care if the doctor killed him. <laughs> Kyle... <laughs> How are you this just ignorant of reality? Like, no, your dad hates you. <laughs> your dad only cared about you as long as you were beautiful, which that's a whole other can of worms we're going to open someday. But for now, fucking no, your dad is not going to stay in the in the island mansion with you. Fuck off. Can I get an F in the chat? <laughs> um... There you go. I pressed the F button. There's no way that it's going to pick that up. Yeah, you got to slam down. You got to like. I was worried what it would do, so I didn't. Um, although now that I'm thinking about it, where is the cursor? Right here. Like like the mouse cursor? I mean, like when I hit F. We'll find out. We'll find out. Presumably. Oh, hey, it's my turn. What's what? What do you mean? Oh, oh, God. But I have a really good one for this. But you did away. Okay, fine. What's Zola up to? Uh, I think that Zola is also training to get just ridiculously powerful. <laughs> um, except instead of being able to climb up like a, a fence, um, she can throw a truck. <laughs> Uh, and also, obviously, can jump between the island and the mainland because it's much more efficient for uh, getting the groceries. Oh, um, yeah. She does do all the grocery shopping. Presumably. I mean, she is the only woman. <laughs> I was. I just assumed Will did all the driving. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. She is the only adult who can actually see. Um, but... <laughs> It also feels like the type of the of movie where she's the woman, therefore she does the cooking would be a thing. Yeah. But it's it's also, to be fair to the movie, she is the only adult who can see. <laughs> I mean, Will could still probably do the cooking. He could do the cooking. He probably could like, not. He, he could do he can't the, he drive. Could, he, he could, could probably go shopping. Mm-hmm. And then he'll cook it up with his laser eye beams, because obviously everyone in this movie is a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's Cyclops. That's why he has red glasses. Are his glasses red? Yeah. We went over this the first time. They're red. Neat. I don't remember that, but I'm sure it's true. Yep. Okay. Um, this early into the film, the montage of his dad not giving a shit is actually pretty funny. Like, it's not late enough into the film that we're supposed to care about Kyle, so seeing him uh, just get absolutely shit on by his dad via text message, like, no, I don't think I will come to fucking Depression Island today. See it in two weeks. That's what I call my bedroom. Depression Island. <laughs> it is now. Okay. Why did he say he can carpe diem in hell? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, he can seize the day in hell. Yes, but 
Like, he's just met Will, right? Yeah. Will is standing outside the door. And he's like, tell my dad he can carpe diem in hell. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but... No, yeah, you're right. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. I I think it might be a reference to um, Dead Poet Society, which is absolutely not a reference that this film has earned. I've never even heard of Dead Poet Society. Uh, it's a really good movie with Robin Williams, I think. He's and he plays a teacher. Dead? Yes. That guy, beloved actor Robin Williams, I remember. Yes. The genie and others. Yes, and others. Wasn't he in Jumanji? Yeah. Yeah, he got sucked in by the board game, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I know actors. Remember, kids, it only takes one summer to stop being racist, is a thing that the writers of this movie think. And that 2020 taught us is demonstrably false. Oh, boy, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, I saw that. I saw that note. I made the immediate connection in my head. I was not gonna... We weren't gonna just pass that up. No, that's... Yeah, that's fair. It... <laughs> fucking hell. It's a bad time to be alive. This uh, this is being recorded like a couple days after the first Capitol storming, and I think it comes out before the second one. Hold on. Let me, let me check my calendar. Oh, yeah, two days. Two days before the second capital storming. Wait, what? They're planning a second one? Of course the fuck they are. That's awful. Yes. I mean, they have to keep the terrible communist Joe Biden from storming the White House. (laughs) This is what this is what they think is that Joe Biden winning the election is a communist plot to take over the country. Like, no motherfuckers. Everyone to the left of the Democrats has no money because you've designed the system so that we have no money. Speaking of which, if you want to give us money, we have a Patreon at tucsaudio.com slash donate. If that link doesn't work, just go to the website and click on the donate link. Try to support your uh, try to support your favorite creators whenever possible. If you can't donate or you just don't want to, that's fine, though. Yeah, we're not going to be like those Twitch streamers who definitely, just so that people like us would talk about them, did shit like uh, claiming that if you can't support by giving a $5 a month sub, then you don't deserve to watch their content. Wow, and those sound like people whose content I wouldn't want to watch. Uh-huh. Yes. No shade. No shade. I mean, a little bit of shade. Oh, no. Complete shade. All the shade. They are very shitty. Uh, if you ever say things like that on tw- on Twitch, you deserve to have your Twitch account shut down. Um, but hey, that's just a theory. A game theory. <laughs> Matt Pat also doesn't deserve money. Oof. Um... Speaking of Twitch, that PogChamp band. So apparently Quentin Reviews did a video about it, and I'm very hype about that. Interesting. I, I just... I don't know if that's actually the case, but people... It's like when they banned the word incel, but they won't do anything about homophobia on their platform. Yeah, Twitch is, uh... Twitch is kind of a joke. Interesting. Where, where they'll, like... We're going to crack down hard on this thing. And then everyone who's in, who uses Twitch is like, okay, but can you, can you deal with the actual, uh, the actual problems? And Twitch is like, but we banned the PogChamp. That's what everyone wanted, right? Oh yeah, there we go. 
the Greek tragedy of the Poggers face guy. Holy shit. I am so fucking watching that video after this. Okay. Um, not sponsored. Um, not sponsored by the YouTuber Quentin Reviews. Although, hey, Quentin, if you are hearing this somehow, and I am going to tweet this at you because I mentioned you at 22 minutes. Hold on. Hold on. It's going to be not 22 minutes, though, but that's fine. Um, hey, you want to be on the podcast, Quentin? Please? Please, holy shit, please watch Beastly with us. I would be so excited. Um, but also, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, it's been like five minutes since we actually got back to talking about Fuck this. the notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this film was adapted exclusively by the director. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there are two writers credited on this movie. The author of the book and the director. And that explains... Well, maybe the author... So helped. fucking much. Maybe the author helped a little bit. No. No. They're credited with, in parentheses, novel. Yeah. No, the screenplay was written by one person. It shows. And the person is the director. Like, it shows. Mm, uh, maybe not. Mm. <laughs> well... The pop music in this film, fun fact, is much better when you're slightly drunk. I was, fun fact, slightly drunk at this point, and the pop music was better. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to get up and dance, but also I was a little bit drunk, so I wasn't about to get up and dance. Um, his my face really be like, interests, anything bangable. You are 14. Yeah. Let's just, he is 14. <laughs> Yeah. I, to be fair, I do think that the film ages them up. I don't think they're 18, though. Because I think this is the beginning of their senior year. I can still see a 17-year-old saying that. Yeah. Or a 16. I mean, I can see a 14-year-old saying that. Yeah. Actually, no. If it's if it was a 14-year-old, it would be more accurately interests your mom. No, that sounds more like you than That a sounds like something that a 22-year-old would say. Yeah. I, I don't know if I learned anything from Glee, it's that Puck does fuck moms. Um, <laughs> we really need to make that podcast. Yeah. Um, <sighs> about me. Hey, fatty cakes. Guts and butts. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it was, because we backed it up three times, and I was so stunned by what I was looking at that I couldn't absorb it all. I am but no more. Notice that it's not it's not likes and dislikes, it's interests and about me. Like, what? Hey, bud. You good? Because I don't think you are. Follow-up question. What the? F we already went over the what the fuck there. Yeah. The song they were playing over the, quote, dramatic, end quote, scene had lyrics, and yet they had the character audibly sing to a different song. Yep. I didn't notice that. This is when, um, what's-her-face, like Anna or Hannah or whatever. Uh, that's a quote from the book, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she's outside, and she goes to the bookstore. And what then is her name? Lindy. Oh, yeah, Lindy. Her name's Lindy. Who could forget Lindy? Yeah, Anna or Hannah or whatever. Um, <laughs> Linda, yeah. I'm Linda. Uh, I just, I know this is going to be one of the things that devolves as the season goes on, is we're just going to start <laughs> referring to her by worse and worse <laughs> nicknames. It's great. Anyway, whenever whenever Lindsay is going to the bookstore and she passes by a homeless person and then just starts singing to whatever's on her headphones, it's just like awful and terrible. <laughs>
and she's singing along, but it's not to the song that is playing non-diegetically. Oh, this is the fuck. This is mine. Oh no. Oh, I know that's yours. I forgot she got yeeted down the stairs. Funniest shit I've ever. Okay, I don't know if that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like, okay, so there's this one show, right? There's this guy. His name is Rick, and he turns himself into a pickle. Swear to God, funniest shit I've ever <laughs> Swear seen. Swear to God, funniest shit I've ever seen. Fun fact, every time I do the pickle rig copy pasta in our friendly local game store, the owner threatens me with a katana. Which, fair enough. Uh, I feel like you come out on top in that exchange, though, because you're not the one threatening someone with a katana. No, it's deserved. That's that's the correct response to someone saying the pickle rick copy pasta to you. Okay, now this is my note. Well, you did paraphrase a little. Um, so when he shoots the guys, I was just like, I mean, he already killed one of them. Oh yeah. Why not like finish the other one? Just keep your daughter safe. Not ship her off to Rich Boy Island. No. Okay. Rich Boy Island spelled B O I. Of course. He's fourteen. <laughs> He is an absolute lad. <laughs> what a child. <laughs> what a literal child. And then immediately, I, I realized he's using her trauma to bond with her. Yeah, that's pretty She gets up. assaulted. Uh-huh. She witnesses a murder. She's torn away from her f- father. And he's using this as an opportunity to bond with her. Because he needs her to get him out of his curse scenario. When you say it like that, it's even fucking worse. Yeah, actually, so that's that's something that the adaptation of this to the modern era uh, fucked up hard, um, which I, mean, I can only assume is the fault of the author and not the screenwriter, although probably fuck both of them. Anyway, in actual Beauty and the Beast, he is 10 when he's cursed, and it expires when he's 21. He has been cursed for 10 years when the film starts, which is why he's jaded and terrible. And also, it's not him kidnapping someone because he has a year before he dies. Wait, no, it's still him kidnapping someone I mean, before he, he has doesn't a year before he dies. kidnap Belle, though. Belle offers to... It is still very bad. It is still very bad. It's... It's not worse, though, I don't think. I guess if we're saying that being a shitty person isn't pass-fail, it's the difference between a D and an F. Yeah. Yeah. Although, when you think oh, about maybe, it... Maybe. Okay. We can be a little more woke in our reading of Beauty and the Beast. He did kidnap somebody to love. He's into DILFs. That does explain why it took him a whole year to adjust to Belle. Um, yeah. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is actually about conversion therapy. <laughs> That's such a fucking wild read. Uh, I'm never going to be able to watch that movie again. I'm never going to be able to watch that movie again after this one. No, that's true. Yeah, this this kind of ruins every adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. Where the fuck Anyway, are we? while we're digesting that, um, Vanessa Hutchins... Is like half a character. She is more of a trope. But I mean, a lot of characters are more of a trope. I, 
So I, I broke this into three bits. Uh, she's like half a character, more trope than personality, and more plot device than person. Uh, because I wanted to be a very good writer, and that we is, all know that the best things come in threes. Anyway, what? That is the number that makes my monkey brain go like, ooh, that's just right. Yeah. If Secretly, I am actually not a terrible writer. If but there also, was a fourth thing on that list, that would be too many. Four is too hot. <laughs> Ouch, the stove is too hot. No one lets me touch the stove. This house is a nightmare. It's one of my favorite memes, and no one ever knows what I'm talking about because I fucking forget which one it's it is. Oof, ouch, owie, the water is too... It's what our hands are for. Yeah, yeah. Pet the bird. No, it's like pet the dog, and the two other things on that. It's oof, ouch, owie, the water is too hot. Uh, one of them is shake stick at God. <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's a very powerful meme. Maybe we'll that can be the Twitter. yeah. Maybe that can be this season's lost.jpg. <laughs> All right, or lost.png. Sorry, we're literally reaching the point where we're twenty-two years old and we are audibly describing memes to people. You're not I... twenty-two. You are twenty-three. Fuck, I am. Oh no, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying faster than you. Uh, <laughs> Where the fuck are we? Um, I'm respecting your privacy by talking, but I'm asserting my authority as your stalker by coming in anyway. Yes. Butch Hartman wrote that. Yeah. That's a whole nother episode. I need to I need to research more about Butch Hartman. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> you do. Now I'm bigly concerned. Oh yeah. Oh boy. There's a lot of stuff in that rabbit hole. Neat. Okay. Uh, oh, he sneaks into her room with a ski mask, gets scared down the, down the stairs by her freaking out. Jesus, what's your problem? Like, you dickhead, you snuck into her room in a ski mask. Balaclava is yes. the proper term, which is distinct from baklava, which I recently learned does not refer to the mask. It refers to, I mix the two words up. There's also balalaika. What? Which is, I believe, a stringed instrument, similar to a sitar. That's cursed. Yes. There's a picture of a baklava and a balaclava playing the balalaika. Have you never seen this? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, the lovely bullshit that is Reddit. Anyway, the rose imagery for her, for her face... <laughs> I can't... The rose imagery for her face space... I've decided that I'm never going to refer to it as one or the other. It's going to be a, an amalgamation of both forever. The first time I called it my face, I think. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the rose imagery for her, twits, for her twistogram yeah. is... Uh, did you like that one? That was pretty Twi good, yeah. Twistogram. Jesus, just finish this. I, who puts two... Face, space. Now you sound like a creeper. <laughs> creeper. Aw, oh, man. We're just not going to finish the So we Let's back in the mines. Got Jesus our pickaxing in front. The rose side imagery to of side, the side, side, side to side. I like that song. The rose imagery for her face space page is confusing considering the symbolism in the original piece. This task a grueling one. Jesus fucking it's Christ, you cannot sing the entirety of the song. This is a podcast. Please stop. 
Yeah. Wait, how is it confusing that there's the rose imagery on her face space? So the thing is, the rose imagery in the original uh, has to do with the fact that it, it is purely due to the fact that the rose is what is killing him. Or, or like, if the rose dies, he dies. Which, also, it's a rose in a glass case. It wouldn't last for more than, like, minutes. But, you know. Um, it's a rose, so, not a rat. Anyway, so the point is... <laughs> that the rose imagery is not tied to the heroine. It's tied to the beast. I guess, but we're viewing it through his, like, his eyes... And then he makes, like, the rose garden thing fuck shit. Yeah, but he does that because he sees the roses on her page, I think. Yeah, you're right. The amazing roses or whatever. The what? Oh, yeah. The amazing crazy roses. Jesus. Um, oh. Yeah, we took, like... $17 million, dollars, huh? We paused the screen to look at... To look at her face space. It was really bad. Yeah, it was... I can confirm the picture is accurate, though. From the third person, it kind of does look like he's staring at her boobs. Yeah, so this was last week. I brought up... uh, They take a picture, and there's absolutely no fucking way that in that picture he would be staring forward. And I wasn't sure... Because they show that picture later in the movie. I wasn't sure if it would be accurate. And then I found out... It is... And also, it definitely looks like he's looking at her boobs. Um, because when they take the picture, he is staring down at her, but she's significantly shorter than him. It's, it's, it's a picture that exists. I don't know. It's, we need to stop describing visual shit on this podcast. This is not the medium to describe visuals. No. Visuals, that's it. She's very into roses, sure as a line. You made me write this one down. I did? Yeah. I have no recollection of that, but also I have very poor short-term memory. Same. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Neil Patrick Harris looks so done with this movie all the goddamn time. Yeah. He really super does not want to be here. It's fantastic. Maybe that's for all the 17 and one two. Yeah, honestly, a good portion of that seventeen million has to be the like acting budget. But eh, they got Neil Patrick Harris. It was got- probably like a million for Neil Patrick Harris and like seven fifty for Vanessa Hutchins. Oh, speak- and then everyone else was probably basically free. Speaking of Vanessa Hutchins, um, she is credited before the male lead. Yes, in- that's because he's a nobody, and she was in fucking High School Musical. I still think a lot about High School Musical, the musical, the series. High School Musical, the musical, the (laughs) series, the Christmas special. We are living in a satire. Yes. Yes, that's why we opened this episode with a tirade about how there's about to be a second attack on Washington. I thought we opened it with one minute of not being able to decide what to do for the cold open. We opened it with one minute of you yelling at me for my bad joke not being allowed to be the cold open. (laughs) I don't even fucking remember what it was. That was 35 minutes ago. Uh, My brain doesn't track that long. Where are we? (laughs) She hasn't seen his face yet. It is December. Yeah, she's been there since like... No, I guess the time scale of this movie is really fucked, because it has to be after October. 
I just think I'm thinking about that first note. This boy is a Dorito. This boy is a Dorito. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're now highlighting it in blue so that I can actually tell where we're supposed to be. Um, She's like so close to figuring out that it's him, and then she doesn't because if she figures out that Hunter is Kyle, then the plot doesn't work. True, and also, and as we know, a good plot requires all of your characters to be dumbasses. Yeah, because if you write your characters like they're actual humans, then they might start to understand things like independent of the viewer. And if if the viewer doesn't have everything force fed to them, then as we all know, that means that you've made a bad movie. Is probably what the people who made this movie think. Anyway. <laughs> I think I know what it is. He deliver, delivers all of his lines like a monologue. Yeah, he sounds like he's monologuing on a stage every time he talks, which is probably because of the way ADR is done, but that's a whole other issue. Um, he just is so, so bad at talking, and I think it's because he's trying to convey his emotions through his speech, which you have to do if you're monologuing on a stage for a crowd, but you don't really have to do if you're, you know, acting. Monologuing on a stage is not acting. You heard it here first. I I mean, like, film acting. I know what you meant. <laughs> what is he counting? The establishing shot implies it is the time between lights, or perhaps the lights themselves, but clearly it isn't, since he's able to just stop and talk to her mid-count. Is is this math class? I mean... What? If English class is them reading poems to each other and then Will leaving, maybe that's what math class is, just counting in the middle of the night on your roof, looking at the street. I don't even know what you're talking about. There is a scene. This is toward the end of the movie. He is sitting in a chair. She is sitting in a chair next to him, leaning over. Uh, very romantic. And then um, uh, he's counting. It's like, I think he starts at 11 for some reason. And then he just keeps counting. And it, it looks like he's counting either the time between the lights turning on on the street or just counting the lights that have come on themselves. But clearly that's not what he's doing. Because because he just stops counting for a second, says something to her, looks back down, and continues counting. I don't know what he's counting. Maybe it's math class. Can you count to 15 without falling asleep? It is unreasonable for someone to hear, take her to whatever country mansion daddy has, and respond with, daddy doesn't have a country mansion, just a lake house. Like, yeah. Why did you think he meant a specific country house? Yeah, like, duh? Why did you... What made you think he meant it explicitly had to be a country house? Yes, obviously the lake house is what... <sighs> I think that Kyle was trying to clap back. I think Kyle was trying to flex. Hedochasaurus. <laughs> what? Nothing. Making a very snide comment about someone I don't even know, who I have to hear someone to complain about all the time. Don't. We'll oh, cut yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I know who we're talking about. Okay, we're good. Yeah, shade. All the shade. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, fuck that guy. It really feels like the story was written by two different people who couldn't agree on who Kyle was as a character. Which is possibly no. the fault of the adaptation from a book to a movie. What are you thinking? I think that Kyle is consistently the same person throughout this film. No, no, no. 
I'm saying Kyle is not consistently the same person at the beginning of the film. Because they are trying to make us think, oh, he's not awful. He just has a bad home life. And so he lashes out or he he has to hide that at school. And he does that by being mean. But then also while he's at home being neglected by his dad, he's racist to Zola for no reason. Like... So, As opposed to being racist to somebody for a reason. I I mean, yeah, the for no reason part just is not Yeah, I, no, I, I was splitting, I was, I was cutting rabbits in half. I was splitting hairs. Okay, um, but yeah, like, clearly, if you wanted this character to be a good person, like, secretly a good person who just lashes out because his home life is bad... Then you would have picked something other than him being racist, right? Right? I don't know, maybe not. They probably could have just stopped at Frankenskank. That probably would have gotten it all across. <laughs> Frankenskank still pretty much gets the whole point across. Like, I mean, he could have just called her Frankenskank when she was doing graffiti, and that would have, like, just told us everything we need to know about his character. Yeah. Thanks. I just fixed your movie. There's so much... Basically, 90% of the intro of this movie is irrelevant and makes the movie actively worse. And they don't even... Vanessa Hutchins doesn't even get to the house until halfway through. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't even feel like halfway... It feels like over halfway through. I think it might be a third of the way through. Yeah, I think it happens before the midway point. It just feels like it takes forever for them to get to the Beauty and the Beast part. But we have to show Uncle Ben dying, otherwise how will they know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Remember that one scene from the one Spider-Man where he's, like, checking out his body after he transforms and then he, like, pulls his pants up and, like, his dick got bigger? (laughs) I did not remember that that was a thing, but holy shit. Yeah, all of my pop culture credits were from, like, superhero classes, so... I see, I see. If you want to talk about... Wait. Symbols of toxic masculinity and superhero comics. That's really not that hot of a take. It's super not. There's an entire Amazon show about it. Wait, what? Really? Actually, it's not about toxic masculinity. It's about overt fascism. But, you know, same thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I forget what it's called, but it's it's got, like, a Superman-esque character who's just kind of a fascist because he would be. Because it's like, he's so much more powerful than everyone around him. And, yeah. I had canon incel Superman. That's a spicy take. (laughs) But we know Superman fucks. Being an incel is not something that... It is a state of mind. Yeah, no. No, no, no. I'm just saying... We know Superman fucks, and now I'm wondering how consensual that can really be with someone that powerful. I think that it can be consensual. I think that this is not the podcast in which to discuss this. I think Lois Lane has agency. I think she didn't have agency for a couple decades. Yeah. (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, the golden age of comic books is really, really bad. (laughs) Yup. Uh, yeah. I really like Kitty Pride. I'm just thinking about comic books. I'm like, I like Kitty Pride. Who's that? Um, she's Shadowcat. 
Um, X-Men, she's the one that can oh, walk through walls. Oh, yeah, yeah, She has a talking dragon. Um, I did actually know about that because of an amazing podcast called Song Salad, where they uh, roll a fucking random article on Wikipedia and a random music genre, and they write a song. It is fucking insane to listen to. Wait, so they did one about Kitty Pride? They did one... I think it was about, like, a specific arc in X-Men, and, like... Shadowcat was the main character of the arc. And the fucking... Oh my god. <laughs> I thought this was lost in my brain. But the uh, the chorus of the song is uh, Shadowcat's like a cat. That's all there is to that. It's so fucking wild. <laughs> it is such a good podcast. <laughs> But it's it's definitely something that you would only only enjoy if you like music theory, because they, they they do a lot of music theory. Actually, they don't do that much music theory. Anyway, we need to keep reading the notes because holy shit! If they if she just bolted, then when when she's like like go into the wait, is she like go into the train? Like oh she's oh this is this is the end of the movie. Yeah. So oh she, oh yeah, she leaves the school. She's at the bus station getting ready to take a bus to Machu Picchu, I guess, because that's how that works. Or maybe it is the school. Doesn't really matter who. Um, she, she like, she decides not to go on the trip after saying I love you to him. And she could have just left. She could have just left after that. <laughs> and she almost did. And if she did, she would literally never find him again. Because he turns back into Kyle. And there's no fucking way that she would believe it was Kyle after more than like a minute. She'd be like, oh my god, you murdered Hunter and stole his cell phone? What's wrong with you? Get away from me. <laughs> and there, that would be so fucking funny. I think that I think that the cast would actually have to lose brain cells for that to be the conclude. I don't want to believe that that's how it would conclude, but I that is how the characters are written. Is that that is how that would get? No, no. I feel like I feel like if she went on that trip after saying "I love you," he turns back into Kyle, and she's not coming back for like months. There is no fucking way that after that trip she believes him. He just he, she, could just she barely believes him now. She could just he could just shoot her a text message. He could just shoot her at the beginning of the movie, and then this would all be over so much faster. <laughs> Let's get one thing straight. It is still a story regardless of whether or not it's fictional, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Everyone knows that story. What if it wasn't a story? It's still a story, bud. You, whether or not it actually happened does not have a bearing on whether or not it is a story. Um, that's not how that works. They just kiss in an empty parking space like nobody needs that spot. The street is full. Go to the sidewalk or get hit. Kind of fucked up that you want 14-year-olds to get hit by cars. It's very on brand for me, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck them, kids. Yeah. They go flying around the world because money is no object for him. Fuck's sake. So, yes, this is during the credits. The credits roll shows them all over the place. By which I mean... It, they go to the Great Wall. They go to the Great Wall. They go to some fucking cliff in Utah where a bunch of people look like they're going to jump off the cliff. Oh, I'd miss that one. They go to I, Australia. They... They have a picture of a sign from Australia. I cannot imagine they actually went to Australia. Like, within the context of the film, or... Like, like 
I don't think that the actors were sent to Australia. Oh to no, take they that. most definitely were not. They were most definitely not sent to any of those. Lo- Maybe that's where the seventeen million went to. Actually, <laughs> this was all just a money laundering scheme to get um, <laughs> Vanessa Hutchins a trip to China. Potentially, I mean, makes more sense than someone actually wanting to turn this into a movie. <laughs> um, a final note. I've decided Mary-Kate is the only good character in the film. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Mary-Kate Olsen is the only good character in this movie. Oh, do we save the notes? We do save the notes. Oh. But that's okay. That's what text files are for. Cobbler just tried to delete the notes. I don't want to look at this shit anymore. Scott Escadine, get this shit off my screen. Wow. <laughs> I closed the file. Anyway, now it's very blue and it's much darker in here. It's almost like that's how that works. Anyway, what was your shining light? I think my shining light is when Mary Kate Olsen's character, um, very end of the film, we only get a sh- shot of her heels. She's like going up the elevator, it opens, and she walks out. Mm. And it's like the only part of the film that I enjoyed because I'm like, I think it would be really funny if she just killed his dad right there. Yes. What was your shining light? Okay, so there is there's a scene where Zola shows in a locket she has pictures of her family to Kyle. Uh, that was my that was my shining light this week because I just I really like Zola and I really like seeing her happy and I wish there was more of her in this movie because she is also the only good character. Until next time. I still don't have an outro. And I'm literally the color red. Obtuse audio.